Previously on the Black and Blue Report. Well, the Saints have a brand new running backs coach this season. It's been fun to watch it so far. Joel Thomas is with us for the first time in the Black and Blue Report. we got a pretty good running back crew that is returning with a lot of experience. They come out, they work hard, and, and it's been a tremendous experience. Tim Hightower is a guest. How's the knee? Oh, man, the knee is awesome. I should be asking you, man, how the knee look, man? Looks fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it feels good, man. I, I, I'm well rested. I'm ready to go. You know, we've been talking about number 50 sticking his nose in there and uh, being very noticeable here early in Saints training camp. By the way, the guy that wears number 50 is Stephon Anthony, the rookie out of Clemson. I, I think we all got to adjust to each other. You know, uh, it's pretty much a new group. And, you know, I know a lot of these guys have been together for the past couple of years, but, you know, every year is different. Now, from Studio B or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Well, thankfully, the rain held up, and uh, all things went well this morning at Saints training camp. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Once again with John DeShazer, I'm Sean Kelly. Great show today. We've got, we've got two guys on the show today uh, that I thought had a pretty big impact to practice today. One, of course, is tied in, Benjamin Watson, and the other is wide receiver Sean Tavius Jones. J.D., uh, those guys, we can start with them or we can slide them back a little bit, but maybe some thoughts about... Today's practice, uh, which was not in full pads, shells, and uh, is the um, the precursor, I guess, or the eve of scrimmage practice for the Saints. Well, we'll start with those two guys. Um, today was red zone install, mm-hmm. uh, so you got some tight uh, tight quarters. And usually, when you got tight quarters, the guys who went out are the guys with the big bodies. And uh, you just talked about those those two guys, Benjamin Watson and Shontavious Jones. I think both of them had some spectacular days in the in the red zone. Both of them, I want to say, Watson caught. You know, at least a couple touchdowns, maybe three. I think Jones got a couple. Uh, they had some really nice plays down in the red zone. Now, the defense also had some pretty decent plays down there, too. But I think the offense, for the most part, you know, had the better hand in, in that red zone install. When I say no pads, it was still pretty physical out there today. Yeah, I mean, these guys can't help themselves. I mean, when you get in these situations, they're close to the scrimmage. Uh, they get competitive, especially in the red zone, because it's tighter quarters. And you can't help but put your hands on guys. Uh, we saw a couple of uh, a couple of pass interferences, as a matter of fact. Uh, I think one on, on uh, I, I can't remember, I think it was uh, Raphael Bush. Was yeah, Humber was one. Humber was the one. So, I mean, you see guys getting their hands on each other because it's just limited amount of space with big, big bodies to deal with. So, yeah, but it, it got a little physical down there. Andrews Peake had a lot of reps today. Why? Well, he went at left tackle because, uh, um, obviously, Teron Armstead was held out a little bit longer. And uh, Bryce Harris worked some at the right tackle to get some reps in there because you want to have a swing tackle. Both of those guys will probably be swing tackle types. Bryce Harris has played the right tackle almost extensively the past several seasons, but he did fill in that left tackle last year when Armstead was injured. It's good to get Andres Pete those reps at left tackle. That's where he played in college. He might have to be a swing guy. You just never know injury-wise. You want to have all these guys as prepared as possible to play multiple positions. We watched the quarterbacks extensively today. All four of them got plenty of work in that red zone install today, especially in the team periods. Um, you know, a lot of days we're talking about the other guys, and maybe we don't talk about Drew Brees enough, but today Drew Brees showed why we should talk about him, I guess, every day. He was so sharp today, John. Well, I think the saying is death, t- taxes, and Drew. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of who he is. Uh, you know what you're going to get out of him, and, and you do take it for granted. I mean, you know the guy's going to complete a high percentage of his passes. You know he's not going to turn it over a, a ton of times. Last year was, you know, an aberration. 
Uh, you know he's going to be extremely efficient. He's going to make the right reads. And you get him out here and you see exactly those things when they get in these red zone drills. He knows exactly where his guys are going to be, especially the guys he's worked with for a long time. You know, Benjamin Watson. Uh, he hadn't worked with Shontavious Jones a long time, but he's able to, you know, they're kind of getting a feel for each other. But the guys he's worked with before, you can see it. They kind of have a little telepathy thing going. Those guys know the plays. Drew knows the plays. They know all the options. So, yeah, he's going to be efficient as, as, as ever. Great show today, timely because of our guests and the way that they performed on the practice field. Shontavious Jones and Ben Watson. The Saints tight end is yours right after this. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and host your birthday party, corporate event, or a holiday party in a Pelicans luxury suite. No matter who you're entertaining, let the Pelicans take the hassle out of finding a venue and planning world-class entertainment. Luxury suites are available now for the games throughout the Pelican season, giving you great seats to see the biggest stars in the NBA. For more information and to book your luxury suite night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Power outages turn your world upside down. You need to know when your power will come back on, and you want to know what happened. The fastest way to stay informed? Entergy Text Alerts. You'll get prompt updates on when your power will be restored and on what happened. You can even send a text to be sure your outage is being repaired. When the power is out, what's faster than calling? Texting. Sign up today at EntergyText.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. What's up, Black and Gold fans? This is Anthony Mackie, Seven Wall Soldier, Drew Brees, Disciple. You are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Well, I think I counted at least three touchdown catches in the red zone drills today for tight end Benjamin Watson. Am I off by any, or was it three? <laughs> uh, I, think it was, I think it was around three. You know, we, we got to watch the tape. But, <clears throat> again, that, that was our emphasis on practice today. So, obviously, um, the goal is for the offense is to score touchdowns. Um, you know, and that's what we were kind of focusing on the red zone today. Yeah, I know you haven't watched the tape yet, but did it feel like a good day today? Uh, I felt like we did some good things, definitely, but I also feel like there's some things to improve on, definitely. Um, you know, just look, thinking back on, on the practice, and we'll break down the film, but um, obviously every play was, wasn't positive, and, and we want to get a higher percentage. Can I fairly describe you as the lead guy in the tight end group right now? Uh, you know, in, in training camp, there really is no depth trial, I don't think. In training camp, there is – uh, groups of guys, obviously, that, that take uh, reps together, um, but we're all trying to get better. We're all trying to compete, and, and I, I would say that's the same for our group right now. The lead guy was Jimmy Graham. I think everybody knows that. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but but now that lead guy is gone. He's gone yeah. somewhere else. Has that allowed you to have some of your skill set return or aspects of your game that have now been able to be a part of this uh, more so than when Jimmy was here? Uh, well, I think that there's definitely um, different opportunities now because, like you said, you know, Jimmy is an elite tight end and he um could do a lot of things and um and use his talents here in new orleans to the best of his ability i mean you know the guy did some incredible things and so with him being gone obviously we're still going to play offense we're still going to play football games um 
and we have to kind of see uh, how we can get production. And so the tight end room, you know, we, we definitely, it's a challenge for us. Um, we're not looking to be Jimmy because none of us can really be him, but we're looking to be the best us that we can be. Yeah, I just, and I guess it feels like you get to open the box back up again. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, maybe you're asked to do more and that's a good thing right it's always a good thing i mean it's always a good thing to be asked to do more to be trusted to do more and to and to realize that you can still get better at other things um you know to to come out here and have fun playing football uh you know whether it's in a running game or the passing game um you know it's it's been it's been a good camp so far you know we're trying to stay healthy in our room we've had a couple injuries here and there so uh you know our biggest thing to try to get back healthy help me understand the tight ends role in this offensive philosophy here uh, the tight end is always, I would say, the most important player other than the quarterback. <laughs> okay. He is. I mean, I, I remember first when I first is came. Is this tongue-in-cheek? Or... Well, 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 no, I'm serious okay. because, right, because uh, I'm going to tell you why. When I first came into the league in New England, Tom Brady told me that. Um, and as I've gone to different offenses, the tight ends are asked to do a lot of different things. Um, they're just, they just have to be really versatile because um, you got to be able to do the, the, the blocking. you got to be able to be in a run game. you got to be able to be in a pass game. you got to do special teams. I mean, you look at tight ends, they end up doing everything. Um, and, uh, and it's tough on our bodies. It's tough on us, but, but we're, we, uh, that's what we do. That's what we, that's what we enjoy doing. So um, it's, it's really good. We have a good group of guys, man, really hardworking group of tight ends. Yeah, no doubt. Um, it's fun watching your group right now because you're not all the same, and I think that's a good thing. Definitely, definitely. You know, we all bring different things to the table, but I think we are the same in that we, uh, um, we're we able to adapt and, and we're very, uh, a very hardworking group of uh, football players, tough group of players. How's Father Time treating you? <laughs> hey, Father Tom is always there. <laughs> he's, you undefeated, know, I, you know? he's undefeated. <laughs> and every time I look in the mirror and I see these little white hairs and stuff in my beard and on my head, and I'm like, what is going on? Um, how did this happen? Um, so he sends me little postcards all the time and reminds me. Um, but you know what? The door is still open, and God has allowed me to continue to play right now. So uh, I'm going to keep walking through it uh, as long as he lets me do it. I could ask you, you know, do you think your team's going to be good? And I think I know the answer to that. But maybe I should say, why is your team going to be good? I know even with, even early, surely you have some kind of a vibe or something that tells you something about this team. Um, well, I, I think that uh, – the most important thing for us is to keep a very narrow perspective. Um, nothing past today and tomorrow. Uh, when you're a good team, you're able to look at the here and now and get better in the here and now and not worry about game week one or week 15 or the Super Bowl or the first preseason game. You know, not to worry about those things. Those things are going to happen, mm-hmm. but you have to be focused on winning each day. And I think that that's something that we've been preaching. That's something that um, I've been telling myself is to, A, be in this moment and get better in this moment. And if we're able to do that, I really do think that we can have a good football team. If, if we if we um, let ourselves get ahead of ourselves and start worrying about things that we can't even control right now, that's when you get into trouble. Does this group get that? I mean, and I get and I say this because of a culture standpoint. Only yeah. the guys in the locker room really know what a locker room's like. Yeah. I, I this one feels different just yeah. from the outside. Yeah, I think that this locker room um, is on a good path right now. We're still very very early. We're very early. We've had OTAs when the first week. To, well, I guess the second week of training camp now. Um, it's early, but um, but but I like where we're going right now. And the, and, and the point is is that when we have success, to be able to manage that success the right way. When we have failure, to be able to manage that failure the right way. Because that's going to happen. It, oh, they're both yeah, going to happen. Right. They're both going to happen. Uh, this is football. I mean, like I said, the other guys are on scholarship too. So 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 the guys that you play against, they're on scholarship too, and they're, and they're going to give you their best effort. You're going to have some successes. You're going to have some failures. Um, 
how do you handle that mentally and physically kind of determines how good your team is in the, in the long run. How actively are you helping to steer that this year? More so, less? How do you, which, what's been your approach? Uh, my, my approach has been the same as it was the last last year and the, and the last couple of years. I mean, I think just by the mere fact that I've, I've had a few years in the league, there is – a certain amount of uh, of respect there, um, but I still have to go out and lead by example. You know, I can't just just preach to guys. I have to go out and, and, and show them what it means to go out and work hard and and um, and try to improve every day, uh, and also encourage young guys. I mean, you know, a lot of times we were talking about this the other day. I was talking to Zach Streif about when he was a young player. He was telling me about how, how a coach had really encouraged him at a time when he was really down. And I think that um, you know I have an opportunity to speak life into some of these guys. Um, who may be struggling or who may be doing well. Uh, just dropping a word of encouragement here and there, um, realizing that, you know what, uh, I want to leave the locker room better than when, when I came into it. Benjamin Watson with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Hey, one last thing. We're about a week away from that first preseason game. You've been through a lot of them. Um, Saints fans, football fans across the board, they're starving for football right now. They just, I mean, they could probably watch two guys playing catch right now, yeah. but they're wanting to watch that preseason game or the ones that will come after that. What's a tip? Give, give them a tip about the proper way to watch preseason football. <laughs> the proper way is to get your popcorn okay. and enjoy it because it's football. Um, you know, we go out, we approach preseason games. The best way to approach preseason games is to approach it like a game. You obviously don't have the same type of preparation as far as game plan goes, mm-hmm. but you get to go out and compete. And, um, and and what you're looking for in your team is 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 competition. You know, you want to see your team go out and fight. Um, you want to see your guys uh, finish to the whistle. Um, you know, th- there's not going to be that much scheme. And I think that the great thing about the preseason game is that it's a tough it's a tough game i mean you're going to line up with a certain number of plays and you're going to run them at each other they may know what's coming mm-hmm. and it's, it's it's just going to be you know player against player um, it's not going to be a lot of trickery and all that type of stuff so but enjoy enjoy the game and um don't don't throw anything at the television <laughs> <laughs> although i know how passionate saints fans are and that's why i love them so good stuff that's how we'll do it um i really value my time when i get to talk with you i appreciate it very much yes sir thank you for having yep. me It's a fact. The summer heat is here, and that can mean big electricity bills. So let's get moving. Raise your thermostat a few degrees and let your fans do the rest. Caulk around windows to keep the cool air in, and on the sunny side of the house, close those blinds. Simple things can cut your electricity bills way, way down. So don't wait. Find more ideas to lower your bill at EntergySavings.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. 
Hi, it's Mark Romig. When I'm not announcing touchdown Saints, I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report. Shontavious Jones is pretty easy to find on the practice field these days. He's making some uh, he's making some plays here during training camp. I know you like. I can see you smiling when I say that. Yeah, you know, I just, I'm just out here having fun, trying to make a, a great play every day, you know, trying to stand out. Before we talk about receiving, let me ask you about special teams. Your role, what 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 can you tell us about what specifically that is and how that best suits your skill set? I mean, on special teams, I'm just I'm I'm willing to do whatever they need me to do. You know. Because I played defense coming up, high school, and, and some in college, so I'm actually, I like to tackle sometimes, too. You know, I don't want to get hit every time, you know. <laughs> let me let me deliver the blow sometimes. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. What, what position on a special teams unit best suits a guy who has a defensive background, a guy with your length and speed? Um, it's such a chaotic phase of the game, but where does it where does it best suit you? I mean, I can, um, on punt, as a gunner, yep. going down, you know, forcing a fair catch, forcing a fumble, making a tackle. On kickoff, knifing at the two or the five, going and bust the wedge, do a variety of things. <laughs> Certain ways to make a team, aren't they? Yeah, you know, I'm out there trying to do it. Out there trying to do it. Do you think most guys see that see that value in hey, I can make this club through special teams, and then it opens doors later, or is special teams something that yeah, you know, if I got to do it, I got to do it. I mean, it's just it. It really depends on where you come in at. Like most first round, second round guys really don't have to think about that. You got to think about the offense. But if you're an undrafted guy, you really have to emphasize on special teams because your your reps on offense might be limited. What's being on the practice squad for a season like? Can you can you help me understand what that is as as far as and maybe how you best took advantage of that? I mean, it's it really helps you get ready a lot. It, it really helps. Yeah. Like people might think it don't help, but it help a lot. So you, it just help you get comfortable, and then your next training camp you can play faster and you you know you know what not to do and what what to do so you can make the 53 man roster yeah i heard you talking earlier about I'm, I'm able to play faster you know i hear the basketball guys say hey i play more kind of loose and free when i'm more familiar with the mental aspect of it yeah. um is it is it just knowing when you break a huddle exactly how this is going to go is that what makes it faster or is it the physical when the ball is snapped that's when you're faster it's actually it actually starts in the huddle because if you if you know the offense you don't you're not thinking too much while you're in the huddle. So if you're in the huddle and you're comfortable, you can you know get ready to read the defense and everything like that. But if you don't know, you ain't gonna be able to um, read the defense and then remember what you got. You know, so you have to really be in the books and really understand what you have to do. Think back to last year, and I know there was a lot of things spinning around your head, your <laughs> rookie season, everything else. But if you were to take the position group last year, that group of wide receivers, and compare them to the guys that are in camp now. How different does it look and feel right now? It's actually, well, last year it was more like more older guys, so it was like more set in stone at the positions, you know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. But now it's young, so we all really competing and trying to help each other out, you know, so we really know we got to, we have to go hard because everybody on the same level, you know what I'm saying? So yep. first, second year, third year players, really. When you have a young group like this, a group that likes to work together, yeah. what is it then that, that sets one guy apart or you or you think you know hey today was a good day can you even can you even just go day by day or is there is it much longer than I'm looking at right now myself well it's every day you know yeah. every day we know we have to come out here and compete we out here trying to have fun trying to be the best player that day you know so, you know so everybody's trying to compete every day you're starting to get interviewed more the media is watching you more um, and so they ask sometimes they ask good questions and we learn a little bit more about you what's something about you that maybe we don't know that like let's say when when you get that first big game on TV or whatever, what what's the story or what's the thing that you want fans to know about you? Have the announcers talk about you? You get what I'm saying? 
I just know I'm a a guy that came from a D2, D2 organization that had to face a lot of adversity and just never gave up and continued to fight through whatever happened, you know, any circumstance, just continued to fight, and now I'm here. Some would say that's a chip on your shoulder, but that doesn't feel like it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it is, but, I mean, I'm here now, so that's kind of, I'm here now, so I'm just trying to show out, you know, on this level. Right. Best route you run, give me that. I run a lot. I can, I can run a bump slant, a go, a post. You know, there's a lot of things I can do. <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to get the home run ball out of you or something like that because you can, you can yeah, stretch your legs a little can, bit. Yeah, I can stretch the field. That's kind of why they call me stretch, you know. But, yeah, I definitely can go get it. All right, stretch. Appreciate the visit. All right, thank you. <laughs> Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. Sean Kelly, John DeShazer, back with you to wrap up today's Black and Blue Report on this uh, Thursday from West Virginia. By the way, Pelicans fans, we've got some great talk for you coming up uh, next week. We're going to be right on the brink of a schedule release. That's always one of my favorite times of the year. I know some uh, news has started to trickle out about that schedule, um, and I won't verify or deny <laughs> any of the things that you're hearing, but in just a couple of days we're going to know the whole thing. Back to the Saints for a moment, John. Um, we're going to hit one of those mileposts again tomorrow with the black and gold scrimmage. Uh, today, obviously, the shells and the, the red zone install that we talked about. Um, do you get the sense from whether it be Coach Payton or the players that you've talked to that the Saints are pleased uh, about where they are at this point in camp, that things are on track and, and leading in a, in a right way into the into the scrimmage tomorrow? Yeah, I think so. You haven't heard uh, Coach P- Coach Payton say uh, anything negative about an entire practice. In fact, if there's been a lull, it's been in a period or two, mm-hmm. but uh, not an entire practice. You don't see these guys dragging around. Um, I know the weather has a lot to do with it. You just can't get in this quality of work back home in Louisiana when guys are just sapped out by the heat and the humidity, and they've got to go through the IV process and trying to, you know, kind of re- rehabilitate their bodies constantly. Uh, you don't have that process. So I think they like the quality of work they've gotten. They certainly like the pace of it because very few of these practices have gone the, the, the allotted time or the time that they expected to go. I think they are pretty pleased at what they've seen so far. Give me a guy or two, doesn't matter, um, that has a chance to make some hay tomorrow in the black and gold scrimmage. Maybe somebody that you've watched kind of simmering underneath the surface. Really, tomorrow in these preseason games are when the real evaluations kind of kick in. Is, is there somebody that you're kind of, kind of expecting to maybe – bust out a little bit well the guy I think is going to bust out and I don't know how I don't know how helpful it's going to be for him actually but he's kind of you know, Willie Sneed is a receiver who you know he's turned our heads a few times 
And uh, it just seems like he's a guy who's going to have be in one of these situations where he's going to pop out and bust out. And, again, he's not a name that a lot of people know, but I think he's going to do some things that are going to surprise some people or, or at least verify what we've already seen of him. Uh, as it gets more physical, I'm interested to see really when they really get physical because Max Unger has stood out at center this entire training camp. He stonewalled everybody on every pass rush drill. So it's going to be good to see him in some real action, not just a one-on-one drill, but him directing the line and, and continuing to do the work that he's done. So I'm looking forward to seeing those two guys. And, of course, you know, I, want to, I do want to see Brandon Cooks because Brandon Cooks knows this offense better. He's running his, his routes faster. He's more decisive in what he's doing. So if he can do that, if he can do what he did last year with not really knowing what he was doing, I'd like to see him a little bit more this year when he really has a great understanding of what he's doing. Give me a position group that didn't do so well last year that you think has a chance to show us something here in the next week or two. Well, the guys that I'm looking for, and I don't know how well they did last year. I wasn't really charting, but I want to see what the defensive line does. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem to have a little bit better depth. You've got a couple guys on there, and Akeem Hicks and John Jenkins, who did not have the seasons that they wanted last year. And if this is where it begins. You want to see them show up and show out here at training camp. So, And there seems to be some quality depth there uh, with a Bobby Richardson coming off the bench, I believe, and those kinds of guys. So I want to see what that defensive line does uh, against this offensive line because the offensive line, to be honest, has probably struggled in some spots there. I want to see if this defensive line can take advantage of because last season that defensive line did not have the season overall that they wanted. No, no doubt about that. All right, we all step it up tomorrow. Hopefully the rain, uh, by the way, what a blessing to not have the rain for the morning practice. I think there's no doubt there will be rain later today, and uh, hopefully it will get the heck out of here before tomorrow's scrimmage because uh, it ramps up in a big way for all of us, players, coaches, uh, evaluators, uh, and everything. And we'll have a great wrap-up tomorrow for you on NewOrleansSaints.com. But I think a roundtable discussion that we're uh, we're looking forward to to kind of get our arms around what perhaps we'll see here at the Greenbrier tomorrow. Thanks again to Sean Tavius Jones, Benjamin Watson today. Great guest, John. Appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you all right here tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.